All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show from the award-winning rock duo Follow No One. We have the lead vocalist and sometimes the music guy too, Mr. Rich Hall. What is up, Rich? Not much. What's happening, brother? Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Glad to have you, man. Did a little bit of reading on you guys and uh, listened to your song. And um, it's good stuff, man. So before we get into all of that, though, just do me a favor and just kind of kind of paint a little synopsis about your background um, and how it all got started between you and um, um, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bring my, 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 re- my readers and uh, listeners up to speed on that. Sure. Well, back in uh, 2016, um, I was working on a project in Kansas City, and um, I got an email from Pedro during, during the course of the project, and uh, it was a timely email because this is the first project I've done for, in a while, getting back into it after uh, some real bad health problems. And um, during the course of that, the engineer and the studio's got gotten uh, disagreement, and, and the engineer took off with my music. So, oh man! Um, I had yeah. So I'm back, but I'm not. And then lo and behold, here comes Pedro and asked me if I wanted to uh, um, write a song with him, and I said sure. Because you know I didn't really have nothing going at the time. I need a distraction, quite honestly. So I, I got my car, went to Nashville, and worked a song called Guardian Angel out and. After we got some pretty good, uh, pretty good reception by fans, um, we went on to our second song, Reflection, and it won a battle of the bands on a rock uh, station in Joplin. Mm. And so we said, all right, we're clicking. And then, mm. you know, we've been releasing singles and whatnot ever, you know, since, since then. And uh, right after the award, we were ready to go, you know, with that happening for us down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and COVID happens. So, oh, yeah, man. You know, I don't need to tell you about what COVID did to everything. It just, yeah. you know, it kind of took the wind out of our sails and changed our plans. Everybody. And, uh, and of course, in the course of that, we decided to work on a uh, concept album, which which is a true story and based on some things that happened to me. And to make the long story short, um, I lost everything I had. And then I went on a, I don't know, a four-year bender that came to its end with me on the emergency room pronounced dead. Oh, wow. Uh, obviously, I didn't die. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I just lost, I lost a lot, though. And wow. the album kind of tells that story. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll segue into the into the record in just just a little bit. I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get too far ahead of uh, the questions that are coming up. Um, sure. I also don't want to make light of your situation because it was a very serious situation, and we'll, we'll dig into that. Um, right but I wanted to um, find out a little bit more about the background. So when you say he gave you a call, Pedro called you. I'm, I'm assuming you guys knew each other from just coming up in the music scene together. How did that all happen? Actually, you know, yeah, we, a call these days means a lot of things in the Internet age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I got an email from him, actually. Okay. And, no, uh, he just saw me on a random website. So oh, wow. like divine providence in a way, you know, with everything going on. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? And then, boom. <laughs> that wow. Happens. And, uh, yeah, he just, I don't, quite honestly, I know the site he found me on, but... I don't know how he got to that and whatever. We never really talked about that, quite honestly. That's pretty cool. It was just like, hey, it happened. 
right on. Let's, let's rock. Now, are you guys from the same general location, the same area of the country? No, actually, I'm in Colorado right now, and Pedro is asleep in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah, I knew, I knew he was from Portugal, yeah. but like, but was he in the states when he when he emailed you when he found you? Was he living stateside? No, no, he wasn't. Wow. He, uh, he just found me on the internet, and because of, you know technology, we we're able to basically work out of our own studios. Um, you know, I have a I work out of a few different ones, mm -hmm. and uh, we we're able to just make all that work. And Pedro's background is. Um, you know, he, he music supervision and some other composition stuff like that. So he's 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 already set up for something like this. Wow! His own studio, and uh, yeah, it, it's worked very very well for us. And you know, sometimes he'll master something. Um, sometimes uh, we'll have it mastered here in the states. It just yeah. depends on the project. You know. You know, it's crazy how the music industry has changed. I'm a, I'm a guitar player. I've been playing like 35 years. I'm not on a level awesome. to where I'm not anywhere like in the same universe as Pedro is. Um, yeah, nobody I, is. No, I, I listen to that guy. I mean, seriously, he's like Ingve Malmsteen level stuff. And when I when I heard his stuff, yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Almost wanted to yeah, throw my guitar away when I, when I heard him play. I was like, I just need to throw my guitar away. I heard that more than once. You know, yeah. When you, when you hear somebody you've never heard of them, yeah. kind of, if you've heard of them already, it's like, okay. But if you've never had, it's just yeah. those things about music. You know how it goes. I do. Um, just some of the greatest musicians people will never hear of. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's like that. It is, it's it's crazy. But what I was what I was gonna say is like the music industry's changed to where like when I grew up, I, I grew up in the seventies and the eighties, and back then it was like a different ball game. Yeah. It's crazy how like musicians now with, with social media and all this different networking, where where musicians can actually put records out and don't even meet each other. They can like they can right. just lay tracks down. It's just a whole different world. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, take, you know, and the, there's the good and the bad to that, too. Yeah. Technology gives people, gives a lot of people the opportunity to put music out there, and the results are kind of mixed. That's you know? correct. Um, there, there used to be kind of those gatekeepers that, you know, at least the studio, you knew serious musicians put out, you know, they saved their money and went in and did their demos or whatever they did in studios. I've been there, done that. I, I did my first demo when I was 16. Yeah. In uh, Kansas City's, and that's been has been you know a little a few years. <laughs> yeah. Say. And uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that was real to real, and now we're talking about I can do a track with someone, you know, in you know yeah. Antarctica if there was such a person there, and yeah. it would sound good if we're good. Right. Yeah. It's definitely changed, and it's really made the it's really saturated. Um, the music scene too, and it's it's really sure. it's harder for musicians yeah. now to make money. I mean, that's why, like, I hear some of these kids nowadays that are that are you know bitching and moaning about paying fifty and sixty dollars to go see a band, and I'm like, yeah, but they got to do that, especially the bands that were around like in the '90s and the 2000s. They have to sell merchandise now because they're just getting killed on Spotify. Those other they don't get make hardly anything. I mean, you got to you got to have like millions of streams to make any kind of money. Um, the way it's set up now, it's just a whole different ball game than it used to be. Well, we have, a, yeah, we have a culture that's kind of, I mean, I guess it really started maybe a generation ago or whatever that's kind of gotten used to getting a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can there's free websites and free apps and yeah. free everything, and music kind of, you know, actually maybe predated that a little bit. 
But yeah, when you saw that artists weren't selling albums anymore, um, that was their primary way of getting paid. Exactly. So you just took like one of their main veins of making money. Yep. And although you know it's it, as much as you know, I would love to just put music out and not need it to get any money from it. Um, I've got two choices as an artist. I can be an artist that goes out and does the GoFundMe's and tries to raise money for my fans, mm -hmm. which we have never we have never done. We've never asked our fans to send us a penny. Yeah, um, that's good. You know, and uh, but the, on the other side of it, then you need people to support you. That's right. And, you know, the, the results are mixed. You know. So yeah, I, I, it is what it is. I mean, I can't change it. I can just make the best out of the situation. That's correct. Do my, do my best every day, and then let the chips fall where they may, and that's what we do. Exactly. That's why I always, I always encourage and advocate for people to support their, their local musicians, support, go to their shows, man, buy their merchandise. Um, one of the things that really drives me nuts when I see is like a, like I have a good buddy of mine, his name is Zach Bridges. He's a country singer. He's a really good country singer. Um, and, and he was on that TV show, The Voice, and he actually, he actually got selected by, by Blake Shelton. And he made it, he made it one round and then he, and then he lost. He had to come home. And then okay. once all, all the fanfare kind of weared off and then he was just out there gigging again, you know, in the, in the clubs and the, in the bars and things like that. That's what he's doing now. So I, whenever I see him post like a show coming up, I'll see like people like asking for like, "Hey man, throw me a free shirt or throw me a," and that drives me nuts. I'm like, you know, look, if you really care for that guy and you, and you want him to succeed as a musician, you would go buy that shirt from him and and go buy tickets and support that guy. That's how he's paying his family, especially. You know, I, I feel for the guy. I understand what you're saying about him because he, he was on the voice and he probably expected, okay. My career just gonna skyrocket. That's right. Well, you know, and, and we've been kind of been there, done that. You know, we, we won that our award in Nashville for best rock act in 2019, man. Yeah. Um, we we're expecting, hey, you know, something like that, and COVID happened, and that just erased it. Nobody cared, and I, for good reason. There were more important things to worry about. Right. But but you're right. If the the if you don't want to hear him continue to put that good music or be able to go see him live, then don't buy his stuff because <laughs> exactly. he's got to pay the bills just like you do. Yep. And I think people have a, I think the fans have a misconception about how much money artists are actually getting paid. Yeah. You know, because they, they, they judge it on, you know, some artist that is mainstream and they can, that gets all the millions of streams like you're talking about and say, man, he got paid this, what's he bitching at? Well, it's not him so much, it's the people that are lower on the food chain mm -hmm. that, you know, don't really make shit for part of my... No, you're there. good, you're good. That's, yeah. well, it's, it's, it's okay on my show. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I, hey, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Navy, you know deal, man. I'm a former Navy um, New Yorker, so the, the F-bomb does, does surface once in a while with me. Okay, I was in the Army, too. I was in the Army, so... I saw like, that. Every now and then a few words fly here and there. Yeah, man. I just about church when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> man, you, just, you just be you, brother. All right, so let's get into yeah. the... I wanna, I'm curious about the title of your band. Where, where, where did oh, the... No. Huh? Yeah, uh, well, you know, I was just sitting one day and I saw a 
an image, uh, it was a painting, and it was in the mountains. And I, I was in Kansas City at the time, and I was I wanted to be in Colorado for so long, and I saw an image of this guy just out in the middle of nowhere by himself. You know, it just, it just looked like you could see forever in just one dude. Hmm. And I just thought that, you know, that, that was my caption. When you see my post and say, caption this, well, I captioned that. And I came up, you know, I just said, that dude's following no one. You know, yeah. he's just doing his thing. Cool. And uh, there we go. That's it. It's I love that. It's not magical necessarily, but that's how we came to be. You know what, though? It's interesting. That's why I always ask that question because there's always a pretty cool story behind it. And you know, I just, I just, I've always been interested in how people come to. You know, certain band names and songs and, and titles of songs. There's usually a pretty cool story attached. Um, all right, so what I really, when I when I read your bio and I was reading through you guys, researching you, one of the sentences that really grabbed me was you guys were being compared to the Sticks and Queensryche. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me hit play on this song and let's see if they can back that up. Um, because, first of all, Sticks. As a band that I've been listening to for 40 years, um, I've had the singer on my show here on, the, on this show twice, and of course, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Jeff Tate from Queensrÿche um, is take this he's a vocalist that they take, he takes it to all new levels. His oh, sure. his his sure. voice is insane. So when I heard when I saw that, I was like, all right, so this 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 will be interesting. So I hit play, and I was not disappointed. When I was like, no, wasn't disappointed. I was like a little bit apprehensive, but that's big. Right. That's, that's some big names right there, you know. So I really thoroughly enjoyed your song. And then when again, when I heard Pedro on the guitar, I was like, you got to be kidding me! This guy's insane. And your vocals, dude, strong, strong. Thank you, strong. So I, I, I appreciate that. Um, so give me some. Talk to me a little bit about y'all's style. Like, like I, I saw throwback rock. Um, I heard a little flare, like that Ingve Mountain kind of sound from from Pedro, and your vocals. It's not exactly like Jeff Tate because nobody's nobody can be like Jeff Tate. No, but, I don't try to be. I mean, somebody else made the comparison. You know, I'm me. You know. But your vocals are very very strong. Though. I want to make sure that's clear to all the listeners. Very very well, strong vocals. Hey, if somebody mentioned me in the same sentence as him. Then uh, I'll take it. Oh yeah, we're seeing her in the right mind with, you know. Right. So, you know, when you when you're talking about where where we're coming from musically, um, you know, Pedro was. I think the reason we have kind of an eclectic style is because our backgrounds are kind. Of, we kind of came from two different directions, which is um, which is quite unique. Pedro has a. Uh, has, has some some training from university. He went to UK Sheffield for composition oh, yeah. and, and okay. other and other music related things. So he's well studied in music and music theory and all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and also he just fell in love with the guitar. That was his instrument of choice. And his original guitar teacher asked him, "Okay, who are your favorite guitarists?" So he told him. He named John Petrucci. Uh, Randy Rhodes, Jeff Beck, mm. you know, some of those. He goes, okay, now it's your job to learn everything they've ever done. Oh. And Pedro did it. And <laughs> I, wow. I don't know if it's every, 
everything they ever did, but, you know, a, a good representation. Right. And uh, that's how he, you know, came to where he was. Me, on the other hand, I started in theater, actually, in musical theater. And that's probably why I'm compared to Genesee Young a little bit, because he's got that theatrical vibe to yeah. a little bit. And, uh, you know, I started there, and I, love, I just love performing. And I was a good singer, you know, trained in, in my background really was singing that kind of music and jazz nice. and some other things. And then in high school, I got introduced to rock and roll and I fell in love with the genre and I, that's what the direction I went in and I've never came back. I, mm -hmm. instead of playing, you know, a certain song on the piano that I was, you know, playing before, now I'm on a Mr. Crowley. Oh, Ozzy, and, nice. Uh, from Ozzy, and I'm uh, playing some stuff off of 5150 and John, and, you know, a bunch of keyboard stuff, and then, yeah, I got into rock and roll, and wow. never really looked back, although I still loved a lot of other genres of music, um, you know, opera, you name it. Sure. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite, and some classical. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, all those things kind of are part of me as a music musician and the songwriter overall and if you combine all that with what Pedro does what you end up with in the end is yeah in some cases it just depends on the song and the feeling and the vibe of the song we let the music kind of go with where what the purpose of the song is so mm -hmm. if it happens to be a song that is a 80s throwback you know heavy metal song you hear on MTV back in the day yeah we have a song that may take that shape or a metal song with punk guitar going on, you know, you never know what we're going to end up with. It just is, you know, song drives it. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Now, you mentioned Ozzy before, and you're, you're learning Mr. Crowley. Ozzy yeah. Osbourne, in my opinion, is probably the single most underrated vocalist, and people always look at me cross-eyed when I say that, because Ozzy Osbourne's such a huge mega star. I mean, like, everybody knows who Ozzy Osbourne is. Um, of course, he came up through the Black Sabbath days, and um, so he has, a, you know, he has an amazing story, um, and he's such an icon figure in music, right? So, but his vocals, in my opinion, are actually not—he's not credited enough, in my opinion. This, he was an amazing singer. I mean, he was really an amazing singer. Like, it's not easy to sing Ozzy and really make do justice for it. You know what I mean? He, he he's. It's not like he has like a crazy high vocal range. He's not he's not like a Jeff Tate type guy, but there's just something about his voice that's not easy, and, and he just makes it easy. Well, if you want to look at Ozzy and really know why one one of the things way you can judge a vocalist is by what kind of, what kind of setup they've got in the studio, and Ozzy's voice is so good, you know, naturally. That mm -hmm. I've heard this from engineers saying this that. There's almost, there's that standard kind of Ozzy effect that they put on his voice, but it, it, which is a, uh, some type of a slap back delay. But other than that, they don't use hardly any processing on his voice because it's naturally that strong. Yeah, exactly. And clear and powerful. And, you know, that you can't really, until you think of it like that and approach it that way, yeah, Ozzy doesn't get his just deserved, like, you know, mm -hmm. give us some other vocals. Like, you know, maybe Jeff Hayes or even Ronnie James Dio. Oh, another great one. 
Because I'm a huge fan of him. Me too. Me too, brother. Neil <laughs> and Ozzy are both great vocals. Yeah. Ozzy, uh, Ronnie James had more of a gravelly powerhouse kind of voice. Uh, Ozzy's was just a different style, per se, but they were both phenomenal. Um, you know, I had Lita Ford on my show probably about, oh, seven, eight years ago now. And you know that duo, you know, the, when she collabed with Ozzy, uh, the Close My Eyes Forever yeah. song? Yeah, you know, she I told me that. that song back in the day, man. You know that she told me they wrote that song in like fifteen minutes. You know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> they got together and they were clinging like that. Yeah. You know, it, I, I would I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see that go on. Me and you that. both. When she told me that, I thought she was just joking with me at first. I, I kind of laughed. She's like, "No, I'm serious." I'm like, "What?" I said, "Really?" Fifteen minutes? She said, "Yeah, like fifteen twenty minutes. We had that song done." I was like, holy crap. You know I wonder I wonder if Ozzy ever considered making her his guitarist at any point. Yes. I've never heard any mention of that, but I've never heard this story before. <laughs> you know what? I wish I, I wish I would have known that. I would have asked her. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, that would be, that would be different. You know? Yeah, so, for sure. Who knows? You know, I like Jackie Lee. And yeah, man. The guitarist for Ozzy, too. I, I was so disappointed at the time that they didn't come out with another album together. But after kind of reading... The way the relationship transpired, yeah. I understand why Ozzy made the decision he did. I just uh, had um, two sides of the most every. Well, of course there is. I just had Jakey e. Lee's uh, drummer on my show about two months ago. He had the, he had a band called the Red Dragon Cartel, I think it was called. And, the, and uh, whoop, my power just went out for a second. Um, but Jakey e. Lee's still doing his thing. He's he's just been kind of like he he comes up with a new band and then. It doesn't really work out. He comes up with another one. It doesn't really work out. Um, but phenomenal guitar. I actually saw him play live when they, uh, back in 1986. I went to a uh, Ozzy show. Metallica opened up for him. I think it was a Master of Puppets tour for them. But Jakey e. Lee was amazing. But you sure that was a Monsters of Rock tour back then, man? Might have been. I was in. A, I, it might have been. I was in the Navy, but I know Metallica opened up and they were singing. I saw him in Norfolk, Virginia, and Metallica was, was doing. Talking with them. Um, no. Okay, that would have been, Monsters of Rock Doctrine was on that, and I think it was like select dates, you know, so they probably did their thing yeah. together, and then, you know, the, man, that would have been a great concert. Oh, it was amazing, it was an amazing concert. In fact, the, 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 the uh, encore uh, that Audrey did, of course she did, it was Paranoid, the song Paranoid, and what oh, was yeah. really cool is like when they were, when they were, when the song Paranoid was in, when they were singing it, um, James Hetfield came out and started singing with Ozzy. And then, cool. and then Lars Orange came out, and he was actually—he had some sticks in his hand, and he was walking around the drum set, and he was—he would reach in and, and whack the drums with his stick a few times, and then they dip back out. And they would dip back in, but it was right in sync with the drummer, and the crowd was going crazy. And then, and then Kirk Hammett came out, and, and him and Jake Key had a guitar off uh, uh, during Paranoid. It was just an amazing right experience, man. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's get back on you. Uh, so the record's called Fate. Now, have you dropped it? I saw the video. Has the, has the album come out yet? No, the album's coming out on the 13th. Okay. Uh, Friday, the Friday is the 13th, I should say. Perfect. Uh, in May. Yeah. Tell me more about it. I mean, how many tracks are on it? And I've read it, but I want my listeners to know. Um, and also the video. Talk about the song also, the backstory. We touched on it briefly earlier, so I want, to, I want you to really dig into this and tell my listeners about this project. Well, this project is consists of 
uh, 17 tracks and approximately a 50, somewhere between 52 and 55 minutes running time. I can't nice. remember exactly. But what we tried to do with this album is combine the movie-going experience with an album. And that's why we, we, we were designating it as a cinematic uh, hard rock concept album. And to, in order to, how we accomplish that, well, we did, we used uh, some different techniques, new to us at least, but we have some audio scenes on the album that are that have been done by some professional voiceover actors, including yours truly, that actually play out some of the scenes in real life as they occurred mm. in, in a concert with a concept album. So, and then the music uh, tells the story as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's primary, you know, it's, it's more music than it is the other, but in order to keep the, the story flowing and keep you uh, engaged and, you know, uh, excited about what's going on, we, we, we have that in there and it's, it's, it, it is a, a different listening experience altogether. It's, it, it's really, you know, if you, going back to your days, you remember the album rock days, and, and there was a station just devoted to those types of projects. They're not so much anymore, but uh, what we've tried to do is take the concept album to a new level that, uh, that really is an enjoyable experience for the fans. Nice. Yeah, Pink Floyd was notorious for putting together records that told stories, like chapters. Um, yeah, Queen's right. They did a pretty good one too, called Operation. Operation Mindcrime. Mind yeah, one of my favorite records ever. I think that was released when I was in the Navy. So was that like the eighties, right? Eighty seven, eighty in that area, eighty eight, maybe. When did? Yeah, I, I was I was a freshman in high school when that came out. Yeah, and uh, I was I had just joined my the rock band I was in, and uh, yep. this guy goes, man, the rhythm guitar player goes, I got I bought this album today. He goes. I'm, it's as good as the wall, and I was like, "Oh, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's each their own. But you yeah. know, what, to a rocker that age back then, you know, it maybe it wasn't as better than the wall. I'll never say that, but oh yeah, it's one of the best concept albums going. So, yeah, great. You know, I've always wanted to do a concept album, but I, I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to do it the same way it's been done before. We like to keep things fresh, so that's why we took this approach. Yeah. On this album to do it this way, and um, the song "Faith" that you referred to earlier, it is—I would really say that it is kind of a, a, a middle road section of the album. If you can picture yourself on the four, on four corners, you know, or like Dorothy and Elizabeth Oz, where she had to pick which rug to go down. Mm -hmm. That faith is kind of there, and it's asking the question. You know, do we really have control over things that happen to us? Or is everything kind of preordained? You know, there's two schools of thought on that, mm -hmm. and those are primarily them. And that's what that song explores. And the video that you got a chance to see, um, it kind of highlights a, a portion of my life. I, I am a combat vet. I served two tours in the Gulf. Thank you. And, um, you're welcome. Thank you for your service Thank in the you. Navy, by the way. Thank you. And, uh, you know, there's a kind of a feeling of being feeling a little bit lost after you get back. Mm -hmm. You've been, you know, in the thick of things for a while, and you just don't really know which direction to go. And 
the storyline of the album at that point, I, the, I'm at that point. I mean, this kind of mixes both worlds together in a way, which we do sometimes for theatrical uh, representation. But, you know, that being in the Army was a part of me and, and who I am, so I wanted to uh, throw that in there in the video. It's kind of like a throwback to the old Rambo 80s action uh, style movies and its presentation, etc. There's no like, fighting going on in the big show, but yeah. uh, it's just one of those. We try to do something different in our videos, too. And, you know, this this album is primarily going to tell, you know, a story that we find quite compelling, and I'll tell you about the story when you, when you want to hear it. Yeah, I wanted, well, well, earlier when we first started, you started to touch a little bit on something that happened to you that, that, that flatlined you, so I would, I'd be interested to hear about that. Okay, well, you know, I'm like a lot of other, you know, other people in that, you know, I just live a normal life, you know, after I got out of the Army, I got married, I had uh, children and uh, a couple boys, Yep. and uh, I worked my butt off and ended up being vice president of a company, uh, a design build firm, actually, that's why, you know, I, I did that so, for a living for quite a while in finance, that's what my specialty was, finance and IT. And, uh, you know, I rose up in that company very fast and ended up the number two guy. Well, uh, everything was just going great. You know, storybook life is, or so it seems. And I built a new house on a farm out in, in Kentucky and we're just rolling, man. Everything was just on top of the world. And then, uh, one day I came home. This is the day before Thanksgiving, I guess it was around 2010. And my wife was gone and kids were gone. Uh oh. And, uh, yeah, I won't go into all those details, but, you know, after that happened, I ended up just going off the rails. And, you know, as a lot of people do in those situations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, climbing that bottle, man. And, uh. and just was intent on really destroying myself because I lost everything and just didn't know what to do. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a spiritual person, so I didn't believe in suicide. Figured, you know what, I already said it best. Why is finding whiskey's quicker suicide slow liquor? Well, I tried to ramp it up, and then, and uh, approximately, I don't know, four to five years later, it ended up with me with the blood vessels in my throat blowing out and me losing, I don't know, countless times of blood almost down. Wow. And, uh, yeah, really just, uh, dying on the table and shit. It was pretty, it was pretty, uh, intense. Wow. So after, after that, uh, I couldn't remember who I was for a little bit. My memory just, I had none there. I was just all scrambled, kind of like having amnesia mm -hmm. in a way. Not quite to that extent, but I knew who I was, but I just didn't know what the, what would happen. And, you know, I ended up having a year rehab mm. and, uh, went, I don't, I mean, from the alcohol that causes this problem, but not physical, just the time to get to where I can walk again to have balance. And wow. It took me quite a while to get back. And I, I really was probably at about 80% when just one day I just said, hell with this, and I just jumped in my car and took off. And that's when I ended up in Kansas City. And uh, I was recording that demo. And uh, when that, that's, that kind of plays into the, all that, and then the story goes on further than that to end up where I'm sitting here today, and uh, 
you know, I don't want to give, up, give out the grand finale of the album and how everything goes exactly, but that's, you're seeing the story build from wow. where it started and it kind of flashes, my life flashes before my eyes at the beginning of the album. Yeah. And uh, I'm going I'm to be sure to get your address so I can send you uh, your, your own copy for having me on. So, oh, I'd be fantastic. I'd love that. I Do- think, yeah, so far we've, we've had some reviews, most of them coming from the industry, um, but, you know, it, it, they've just been stellar, so... Yeah, I hope, I hope really enjoy it. I think you will. Anyway, oh, I, I would love it. I think you guys will have an opportunity to hear an album that's quite unique from what you're going to hear in 2022, at the least, and probably going back a ways as well. Yeah, I would love it. Do me a favor, sign it for me too when you before you send it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you. Actually, I, I just designed a USB version of this album which has some bonus content on there, i.e. the video, but it plays on your home theater, your car audio. Very cool. Any kind of, so, yeah, it is really neat. So I'm going to send you one. Just, I, I want to see what you think of it. I would love it. I'll, 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 I'll do a nice review for it, too. Website. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually listen to it. I'll do a nice review for it also. We'll, we'll post that. And um, well, and then I'll it, and then I'll put some of uh, the links to where people can go purchase it for you, too. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'll give you a chance, so we're almost getting to the end of the interview, but I'll give you a chance to tell everybody about your websites, social media, and all that stuff. Uh, a couple more things, sure. though. Um, let's see. So I was going to ask you guys if you had any, any plans to play some live events, but that was before that I knew he was, that, that um, Pe- Pedro lived in, in Portugal. So that's, yeah. that makes a little bit of a struggle there. Well, I can tell you how it works. It, it really, it's, the way this album goes will determine that quite a bit. Ah, uh, that makes if, sense. If this album really takes off, um, what we would really like to do is perform this album live in its entirety. Yeah, that'd be great. And in order to do that, we would need to partner with the right venue, like an Hard Rock uh, Hotel, if you were listening, or somebody like that, you know. And... Uh, yeah, I think we would bring that or even one venue in Las Vegas since so many people travel there and that's done quite often there. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way, we, but we, we want, you know, we want to give the fans every opportunity to hear it and uh, we'll, we'll kind of let them guide us on our decision making going forward. They may say, hey, you know what, we want to hear another album. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. And if that's the case, then we're back in the studio quickly. Yep. That makes sense, man. It's like one of them deals, just lick your finger and hold it up and see which way the wind blows with it, man. You know? Well, you know what? I learned one thing from COVID. Things can change very fast. That's a fact. So you kind of got to be ready to be flexible. That's why I, I try not to pigeonhole myself in that stuff. But, you know, hey, it, 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 you never know. Every, every day is different. So Definitely. I didn't know I was going to be talking to you until three days ago. Oh, very cool, <laughs> man. It was great. Yeah, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're here. Um, all right. So, what are what are some of the goals that we touched on it a little bit? 
But uh, you mentioned maybe another record at some point, and if this one does well, to do a live show to play the album out. Are there any other goals? You have you have any more goals as far as maybe maybe building social media and and just stuff like that? Is there anything you got like a goal set before we get to twenty twenty three? Yeah, we want to get this album nominated for a Grammy. Beautiful. That's, that's our goal. Is and you know I I think we've been finding everything long enough. I think we're at where we need to be to actually be serious to have something serious to present. And uh, we made we kind of made those arrangements early on, and we have a pretty happening LinkedIn group uh, for the album. And it it's got a lot of members of the Grammys in there, and a lot of industry people. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know that's that's our best way we think to approach trying to win a Grammy is to, is to you know come about it the most professional and proper way. And that's our our approach in a lot of things business wise and others just old school you know mm -hmm. we find one thing we've lost with technology is just being genuine sometimes yeah so we do a lot of handwritten stuff that we send out and like that and uh um that's primarily the goal and then you know just like any other artist we want everyone in the world to hear us Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone that's ever been born that likes rock and roll, we want you to hear us. And you know what? Music's about taste, and some of you are going to really like us. Some of you are going to be like, eh, that's fine. It's all good. Yeah. You know, I got I got my bands like that too. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, it's time to tell everybody out there where they can get this great music and talk about your website where people can go I guess maybe if you have merch on there I'm not sure if you have any merch or not but if you do okay, share your website we, we had a designer from Greece design our merch with us in concert nice. and I think you'll find all the album uh, branding is, is uh, you know copacetic so uh, you can hit uh, faiththealbum.com and sign up there for uh, album updates and get that free music and uh also, for merch, follow no one's com, And when in doubt, just go to Google and Google follow no one faith and you will find all kinds of info because it's, it's starting to be talked about in quite a few different areas of media and et cetera. So you can search your heart's content for us on there. And we're on all the music streaming platforms, all your majors and uh, YouTube and et cetera. So... Uh, hit that, and uh, you can find your way there. And uh, just last but not least, follow no one music dot com is our main site to get to everything. So, all right, man. Well, look, I enjoyed talking to you, man. You guys are really talented. You got a great song out. Looking forward to the April thirteenth. I believe you said the album drop. No, May. No, May. 13th. May thirteenth. I'm sorry, we're already past April thirteenth. Yeah, May 13th. Yeah, it's all right, man. It's yeah, been like man. that for me, too. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you know what I call that? I call that over 50 disease. Over 50 disease. That's what that is. Well, I'm not 50 yet, so I can't suffer from that. It's over well, 50 for me, I suppose. Well, Lord willing, you'll get there soon, bro. <laughs> I hope so, man. Yeah. I know what it's like to, not, to almost not get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you're definitely not taking things for granted like I'm sure we, we all do sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. look, I appreciate you coming on, man, and... uh um, that's really all I got for you, man. So just have a great one. Appreciate you joining the show, and um, thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, bro.
All right, man. Peace.